You're listening to the Numbers Matter Podcast, the official podcast of Numbers Matter Accounting and Bookkeeping. Hi, it's Chris with Numbers Matter here uh, on our podcast episode with Christy Strau, my friend, business coach, and author. Hi, Chris. Today we have a difficult subject, which is when to let a business go. (laughs) Christy, why is that difficult for us? It's not, well, it's difficult for us personally, because we had that, the exact situation about having, needing to decide about whether whether to let a business go, but it's also very human to to have difficulty to, in letting a business go. It's, I've read so many articles about this. Oh, you have to cut, cut the ties. You have to cut it, you know, quickly. Don't wait. Don't waste time. No one can ever do that. Especially if you started a business that's really near and dear to your heart and something that you really, really, really wanted to succeed. It's so, I would say for myself, it was been very, I've had to do it a couple of times, very difficult to just look really clearly at the numbers and see if the business is doing what the business plan or what, what your vision was for it, if it's performing that way, or if you can pivot to make it perform that way. And if it's not, then stop rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic and just let the let the ocean liner sink. Clarity about numbers is a shout out to Numbers Matter. Thank yes, you. it is. Uh, but I would also say that starting businesses are is a hallmark of entrepreneurial it activity. Is. Yes, um, I think that you know the, one of the reasons that Shark Tank is so successful is that. People want to start businesses. They have great ideas. They want to do something. Um, They have a passion that is near and dear to their heart. Uh, I often have this conversation with business owners who are apologetic about the state of their accounting. And I said, well, if you were starting an accounting firm, then, you know, I would judge you. But since you didn't start an accounting firm, I'm so glad that you had the passion to do something and that it's successful. And now it's time to clean up your accounting. Yeah. But I would say in the example that you've uh, referred to that applies to both of us, that in in great measure, we did everything correctly. We did. Gosh, we did. We had a business plan. Yeah. Um, we knew exactly what we wanted. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yet, we had to get to that point where it was a struggle. Mm-hmm. And it was not successful. No, it wasn't. And financially. Yeah, financially. I mean, it was successful in another in a lot of other ways. But, and if you're going to have a business, you know, it is not a nonprofit and we didn't want to continue funding it. It wasn't self-supporting. And it's nice to remember that we did do a bunch of stuff right, though we actually also had a person helping us who had started a similar business and failed. And so we learned a lot from her about what to do and what not to do, which I thought would totally save us, but didn't. I thought we could do it better. I thought we could totally do it better. <laughs> we are have a lot of business background. We do. I thought we were uh, really set up for success. Yes. yes. We had an idea that was not in the market. Right. The demographics were fantastic. Yep. The business plan was great. Yep. And yet we failed financially. Yes, we failed financially because our customers did not want what we thought they should want. Yes, which is a gigantic blind spot. (laughs) 
from the uh, research we did on demographic, we felt for sure that bringing this to market was a no-brainer, that somehow, magically, mm-hmm. that we would be successful where someone had failed before, yeah. that our idea was just the best thing mm-hmm. since sliced bread. Yes, we yeah. did think it, it it was that. And actually, there's more than one failure out there, which I kind of didn't remember until now we're talking about it. We did come across a, a couple other failures for people trying to do the same thing. And so that's, you know, the the market, the customers are the ultimate arbiter of whether you're going to be successful or not. And I can <laughs> talk to them until I'm blue in the face about how they should want something. But if they don't actually want it, then, you know, there's nothing... I'm not going to be changing anybody's mind. And so I think our topic for this episode is when to let a business go. Yeah. And so for our listeners, what would you say is um, the decision-making process that helped lead us to that decision? We didn't exactly have a stop loss, you know, like we're not going to put, you know, more than X dollars into this business. It sort of became obvious that we didn't want to put any more money into the business. Actually, what happened was we did a marketing campaign that worked pretty well the first time and fell flat on its face the second time. And that was a major wake-up call. And so we did what you always tell your customers to do. We looked at the numbers, and the numbers didn't lie. The numbers, we made a teeny bit of money, but not consistently we, we looked at some specific numbers. We looked at revenue, of course, which is what you would look at. Look at profit, which there was none of. And we looked at how quickly we were acquiring new users for the application. And those three numbers looked bad. And they looked bad for months. So, you know, should we have pulled the plug six months earlier? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if that's even true or not. But... But those, there are some, there will be, as you know, because you're the expert on this, there will be two or three metrics, two or three measurements that are going to say it's time. And I think it's super important um, that it, in a sense, it was difficult for me to make the decisions because we had emotion involved. We did. We loved what we were doing. We loved each other. We wanted it to be successful. And people kept telling us that yeah. it should be successful. Yeah. Uh, but the end results were that the numbers just didn't play that out. Mm-mm. And I think it's ironic since we're on a podcast episode, but one of those businesses uh, is related to a podcast and the traffic there, the numbers were terrible. <laughs> I am under no illusion that the Numbers Matter <laughs> podcast is going to make me a Spotify billionaire. Uh, but that podcast, they were they were bad. They were. Yeah. So when we were able to really clearly assess all sorts of numbers across the span of the business, it made it easier to remove the emotion and make the decision. Yeah. Yeah. You are very rational when it comes to numbers. So if... If you, anybody listening to this podcast is facing this, you probably need to find somebody in your life, possibly Chris from Numbers Matter, to take a look at the numbers and just uh, without the emotion, because that's the key, without the emotion. I mean, not only did people tell us they thought we would be successful, the actual clients who did sign up said we should be successful. <laughs> we definitely got a lot of information that we should be successful. <laughs> yes, which is totally different. It's different than actually being successful. Yes. I will say that I'm really great at doing this with clients. I yeah. can remember a um, a client had a coffee shop. 
And I so clearly remember the day I went in there and, and we met and I asked a bunch of questions and I said, you know, she told me how much she'd spent. So, well, how much do you have left? And she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, how much do you have left? You're not going to make a lot of money right from the beginning. You know, what, what is your spend through rate? Oh, I have, I have nothing left. And I will say that that business survived a couple of years, which I was shocked by, but I knew then that it would never succeed because it was a failure to plan as planning to fail. And I think that I'm really dispassionate about that with clients. I can look at it, just tell you the truth, uh, run the numbers for you, help you make your decision. But when it came to you and I... I had a hard time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, I definitely understand how clients will have emotions about this. So mm-hmm. I'm very sensitive to the fact that it's a really important part of people's lives that are entrepreneurs. That passion that they have is related to emotion and it's driven by something that just isn't one plus one equals two. No. You know, and the other piece of that with the emotion that I, have gotten confused by a few times is a business failure or a business success has nothing to do with your worth as a human being. And, and it and sometimes doesn't even have anything to do with you as a human being. There's a lot of luck involved. And it's nice to know that on both sides, you know, if you're a radically amazing success, it is partly due to what you did, but it's also partly due to the circumstances and, you know, serendipity and luck and all kinds of other stuff. And the same thing is true for failures that, you know, we try and we do the best, you know, it kind of sounds like a second grade pep talk or something, but there is a lot of, there are many uncontrollable factors when starting and running a business. And it's really nice to remember that, that, yeah, maybe this is a quote unquote failure. In this case, we both have stepped back and asked ourselves, you know, what did we learn? What would we do differently? So in that sense, I don't feel like it was a failure at all. No, I don't think it was a failure whatsoever. Um, and uh, the reason that we closed it was primarily that the numbers just weren't working from a client engagement or client success or client acquisition standpoint. It had yeah. nothing to do with any other metric, really. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's true. But it just took time to get to to a point of clarity about that. And I'm glad that we had the um, transparency of accounting and uh, uh, statistical evidence as it relates to traffic and customers to be able to make that decision. Yeah, which I would put a pitch in or a little plug for that too, actually. Yeah, because because you were in it, we had really good accounting and also really good um, website metrics and stuff like that right from the beginning. So we knew what was going on. We couldn't you know, we couldn't be vague because the numbers are right in front of our faces. We could watch the painful non-success <laughs> continuing. <laughs> so if you have a business that you're just uh, very passionate about, but it's not going anywhere and you're not sure if you can make the decision, uh, please reach out. I clearly have a lot of experience <laughs> in this and can help you make that decision. Uh, and maybe the decision is, yes, you should keep going and maybe change something. Um, or maybe the decision is to move on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's possible people pivot all the time. But if you can't pivot, or if you've pivot, pivoted already a couple of times, and it's not working, it's okay to pull the plug. It's okay to pull the plug. There's something, there's some quote, which I'm going to totally garble here, but either you let it go, or you're going to be dragged. Yes, let go or be dragged. Thank you for listening to the Numbers Matter podcast. Episodes are released monthly. 
Check out Numbers Matter at our website, nmaab.com. If you or anyone you know are in need of accounting services in the greater Phoenix area, feel free to reach out at the contact page on our website, or you can send an email to chris at nmaab.com. You can also give us a call at 602-614-3404. This has been a T-Door production. Theme music by RKVC.